And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. Uh, before we get started, I need you to do me a huge favor. I'm trying to grow this YouTube channel of mine. I know you listen to the podcast possibly um, on audio, which is great, and I enjoy that, and I appreciate that. But if you do have a YouTube channel or YouTube subscription, please go over there and subscribe. I'd like to get that thing to 1,000 followers. I'm currently at 294. All the videos typically go up there unless it's a guest who doesn't want to be seen on video because I do interviews on video. I'm recording this right now on video, and I'm going to put this on YouTube. So there you go. If you could please do that, like, share, subscribe. If you're looking for merchandise, I have it. I have shirts. I have stickers. I have hats. I have all kinds of stuff that you can rock your shaping success gear. Um, thanks for tuning in. As you can see, I have a dryer behind me because some of you may know that we had a flood about four months ago. It's taken them four months to start repairing stuff. I actually went back in and put the doors up. I put um, everything kind of back together so that we could kind of live in the space. They had plastic on the floors and they're like, oh, we'll be here soon to fix it. And we'll just leave that down because when they come to repair it, well, four months later, they're here. So we finally got this big, giant, huge hole in our ceiling repaired. They repaired the laundry room's drywall and painted. It's good to go, but now they have to install all the trim back in there, put the sink and the countertop back in there. It's just been a nightmare. So this is a temporary recording space. We were actually putting in an offer on a lot today. So I'm hoping by the end of the year or the beginning of next year, we will be in our new home. And I actually have a dedicated studio space that will be soundproof, that will sound much better than what this does. And um, it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited for it. I can't wait. There's a little light. Um, for that to happen. If you've been tuning in, you know that on Monday I release an interview episode and then on Wednesdays I interview or I release a me talking episode. Um, just talking about some of the things that go on in my life, some of the things that help you to be a better person, um, you know, for me personally, because a lot of times I'm thinking about it and I'm working on it and I'm going through those things myself and I want to talk to them about, I want to talk to you about those and, and just let you know that these are the, some of the tools that I use to help myself on a daily basis. I am trying, and this is one of the things that I think about a lot, is I'm trying really hard to be a more positive person. It does not come very natural. And, and my wife and I have been married for 22 years, and a lot of the things that we do, we don't always agree on, but we learn how to negotiate and compromise, and that's why our marriages last so long, is we're able to do that. It's tough. It's not easy. I have to dig deep. I have to think about the ways that I need to work on myself and and have a good conversation about things. And yesterday I was going to record this episode, but we were we were arguing about something, and I just didn't feel like I could sit here and talk to you about what's about competition, which is what the, today's topic is going to be about, um, without like being in a good headspace and talking about it. I feel much better today. We've worked things out. We've agreed on some things, and and we're moving on. So I love my life. I think that it's a great. It's, it's great. It's the things that we're doing, the places that I've gone, the things that I have that I would have never thought or never dreamed of having. Um, you know, I was told from a young age that I needed to go to college to be successful. Well, I pissed my parents off and I went and worked at Les Schwab for 11 years instead of going to college because I flunked out of college and I didn't, I wasn't a good student. I didn't want to go to school, so I wasn't a good student. And then something happened. You know, I hurt my knee I, pretty bad. Like I actually had my knee replaced in November, but that is about 14 years after I destroyed it and needed to have it replaced. Um, I had another surgery, you know, that they basically told me if I continue to do the things that I was doing, if I continued the job that I had before, then I would be done. So um, I, I would need a new knee soon. And I was like 32, you know, it's like 
30, you know, as really young and you don't get a knee replacement at that age. I mean, you, you shouldn't get one at 40, but I did because, um, I had to, I had to get it done because it just wasn't feeling right. It wasn't good for me anymore. And I just, it was to a point where it was time to do it. So I did it. Um, but besides that, it was like, you know, all right, so I'm going to have to choose a new career. And I guess I just decided that I was going to go back to college. So I went back to college and became a teacher. What I was going to college for in the beginning anyway. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be an athletic trainer. I wanted to be a coach. Those are all the things that were very important to me. And I realized very quickly in four years, and I thought, you know, when I got there, when I started teaching at my first job, that I was going to... Um, I was going to get my master's degree because you know what, if I'm going to be in education, I'm going to go all in. If I have to start paying student loans back, then I'm going to have to start paying them back right now. And then if I, they, they do like as teachers, it doesn't happen. Just so you know, there's, there's people who think that teachers get student loan forgiveness because I'm glad I know that I would have never gotten it because my mother-in-law who teaches same thing. It's like, you have to really meet these qualifications that government tells you they're going to re if you or if you're in the public sector, that they're going to forgive them. They don't do it. They don't do it. So people have to pay back all these student loans that they say that they falsely told you that they're going to forgive them after you pay on them for 10 years. But the idea was that if I paid on them for 10 years, then they would be forgiven. So I might as well go get some more loans and get my master's degree while I was teaching. So by the end of the, the fourth year, I had finished my master's degree and, um, and then I decided I wasn't going to teach anymore. So anyway, that's, that's the thing. It's like you have to be willing to understand that being told something doesn't necessarily jive. So being told that I had to get, go get an education to work, it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't something that fulfilled me. I was a teacher. I was helping people be better, but there's too much going on in society today where parents think that their kids fail because the teacher's a bad teacher instead of putting, um, making them be responsible for their own actions by not like I was a PE teacher, kids wouldn't dress down, kids wouldn't participate, and they would expect just to get an A, just to pass PE because it was PE. Well, that didn't work in my class. That wasn't the way that I did it. So it was an interesting situation, and I just decided, screw it, I'm done, I'm not going to do it. But then I went into this full-time sales job, and I decided that it's 100% commission, and it's all on me. And this is where the competition comes in, right? Because when you started a company, you want the very you, you know you want to be the top dog. I want to be the top dog. I personally want to be the best that I can be, no matter what, and I want to be better than the guy that's doing the same thing next to me. So we have you know three or four salesmen. I'm one of them, and my idea is to be the top dog. My idea is to be the owner. My idea is always up, always better every single day. And so what that turned into was me because I'm a true competitor a competition person competing with these other salesmen, trying to be better than them. And I talked to my boss. I'm like, hey, can you just kind of give us their numbers every single day? I'd like to know what it is. I'd like to compete with those numbers. I would like to beat those numbers and have something in front of me telling me, hey, this is it. Because that's how it was. It was like, for me, it was like eye on the prize, right? Um, I played football in high school. I played baseball in high school. My true love is baseball, but I was really good at football. And, um, you know, I would I say really good. Like I wasn't great. Like I didn't get Pac-10 was what I wanted. I wanted a Pac-10 scholarship, which is now Pac-12. Um, one of the big, big um, leagues in the Northwest, Oregon, Oregon State, Cal, Cal, um, bunch of different teams, UCLA, USC, they were all in that league at the time. And I got 
to I got to the school that I got a scholarship to was in an AIA school, and I just I was done. I wasn't going to do it because I thought I was better than I was, but I, you know, I was a small guy. I should have thought about the position that I played in high school, but you don't think about that. They just put you where they put you. So anyway, I loved baseball though. So football is a team sport. Baseball is a team sport, but they're a little different. Baseball is more of an individual team sport, and your success personally in baseball determines the success of the rest of the team so if you are the best baseball player on that team and you're one part of the nine people you do an awesome job football is the same way but it's a little more on the individual in baseball because you got one pitcher one batter you got 11 man on the field going against 11 man on the field so like if you miss a block it might not be that big of a deal because someone else can pick it up and make that happen but if you're at the plate and you're swinging the bat and you don't hit the ball nothing happens so I don't know. That just, it's always been one of those things that it's a love for that game. Well, back to the job part where I'm competing with other people, I'm trying to be better than those other people. And then you start getting, you start getting, start thinking about like, how is that person better than me? What is that person doing? What are this? And I started to realize that it was making me be a negative person. It was making me think about all the things that they got that I didn't get. So why did you get a better lead? Why did you get, um, you know, why did you get a better track? Why did you get all these things? What's the difference between what you're doing and what I'm doing? And why am I not so good? So I started looking a little bit deeper into it. And I realized that my competition wasn't them. My competition was me. And you don't close all the deals that you, that you get. And when I started to realize this, and it was, it was a great conversation I sat down with my, my employer yesterday, and we were talking about it, and it was like, I got to this point where I didn't take the no's personal, and I took the yeses and decided, what did I do right in the yes situation to create a close, right, to make the sale better? And so then I started thinking about, well, what can I do to fix my closing ratio? What can I do to fix the selling that I'm doing. And I started to realize these things and they started to click and I started to think, you know what? I just need to be better me. I have people call me and say, hey, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that? Whatever. And it's like, I just do it. Like I just realized that this is what we need to hear. We are not the lowest price window covering company in the state. What we do have is great service. And I sell customers on the service, but they don't buy from my company. They buy from me. So I'm making it so that I am a better salesman personally and making a better relationship with the customer so that they trust me and would like to buy from me. And, um, you know, there's a fine line, right? Because you you think about the snake oil collar salesmen that just tell you what you want to hear. They don't tell you the truth about what's going on with the deals and things like that. And it's tough because that's the way that they're trained to sell things. But I've never been a person who could just sell the highest priced thing to someone without having a reason to do it. So when I first started, I was always selling this one product because I believed this product was the best based on what I was doing. And I started to learn more and more about them. And that company started to be not quite as good as this other company. Um, and, And then realizing and having the confidence in the fact that you can do it. You are the best you. So 
as long as you're always trying to grow and build on that and then you're looking within because a lot of times we look at what's going on everywhere else instead of looking on what's going on with ourselves. So instead of competing with myself, I was competing with other people. And when I started to think about what I could do to fix my situation and work towards being a better me, things started rolling. And I started having more sales and started closing more deals. And I am more profitable than the other people. And I stopped looking at like comparing myself to what this person is doing. Their dollar amount may be higher, but their net amount is lower because I've gotten so good at selling upselling and selling better products and educating people on what they should do. And I have a better knowledge of how things work. And it just turned into something that just made me better. So that are my, that's my big thoughts on competition. Honestly, like competition is something good. I think everyone should be a competitor because if you don't have any desire to be better at what you're doing, then you're not moving. And it doesn't matter if you want to be a manager or if you just want to be, you know, the person behind the counter at the cash register that checks things out. Be the best damn most efficient one that you can be. Find ways to improve yourself every single day, no matter what it is. If it's reading a book, if it's um, talking to people, the best part about this podcast for me is talking to every single individual and gleaning information from them about how they did things to be successful in what they do, no matter what it is. They could be a TikToker. They could be a used car salesman. They could be a lead singer of a band. They could be a baseball player or a sports athlete, but they all have one thing in common and that they're trying to be better every single day. And they control the things that they can control. I cannot control the leads that the other person is getting. I cannot control all the things that are going on with what the other person is doing. But what can I control? I can control that no matter what is put in front of me, I do the very best thing to my ability, no matter what, and those things will take care of themselves. And if you look at your closing ratio and it's low, and we're talking about sales, I mean, this is life in general, whatever it is, but I'm talking about this closing ratio. If I looked at that closing ratio and it was low, there's a reason why it's low. Because like I said, there, you do have people that shop around, but I've heard this more times than not. Your price was higher than mine or than the other person's, but we liked you. So you have to earn that trust and know anything that you're doing. You have to build a relationship with whatever it is. And building those relationships, even in life, is something that makes you better. I have built some great relationships that have ended up becoming great interviews on my podcast. You know, and that's the thing. It's like those relationships that you build are gold. So don't dismiss anyone no matter what. Don't say, hey, you know what? I don't care. Like, I mean, for instance, I have interviewed Noah Nelson. I created a relationship with my friend Jay Finning that created a relationship with my friend Catherine H. Cox that got me an interview with Noah Nelson, who is basically her nephew. So there you go. And Noah Nelson's dad is Craig T. Nelson. And Craig T. Nelson is a famous actor. And Noah's an awesome writer. And he's been on Coach and things like that. So those relationships that you cultivate with people that you're in your circle may end up being something that, you know, may make your day better. May lead you to something that, hey, I know that guy. Maybe that person could get me a job. Or maybe I am in the right circle. But when you hang out with these people who tell you that you're negative all the time and things don't go the way that you want and then they tell you that what you're doing is stupid and they don't support you, 
you're never going to reach out and do those things. So that's it, man. That's, that's man. I'm sorry. That's it. That's what I got for you today. This is raw unedited cut. I do this every week on Wednesday. We drop this episode is going to be dropping here next Wednesday. Um, you know, we're a week behind. So it's September 22nd, but I want you to think about that. Think about the competitions that you're in. Think about how you look at it. Don't compete with others. Compete with yourself because yourself is your own worst enemy. The majority of the problems that you have are between your two ears because you think that someone else got something that you shouldn't get. But make the best with what you've got. Some people may kick you down, but that doesn't mean that you still don't have the tools to be successful in the things that you have. Control what you can control. Love you all. Like I said, please subscribe to YouTube. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please write reviews. Um, podcast is everywhere. Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. Spotify, you can too, but you got to listen to three episodes, which I hope that you know you find this useful and you do listen to more than just one episode. Um, but anything helps, share it, subscribe. That's the cheapest thing you can do. If you guys are looking for merch, I got some. Until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. 